Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Uh, we're in the book of Philemon. The book of Philemon, it's before Hebrews and it's after the pastoral epistles, uh, or go to the table of contents the quickest way. And so, uh, uh, Philemon, uh, the Bible is a picture book pointing us to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, it's a picture book. I think about, in Exodus, the Passover lamb. Uh, that Passover lamb that was slain and the blood applied with hyssop to the lintel and doorposts of the house, uh, it's pointing us to the one whose blood would be shed uh, on the lintel and doorposts of our hearts. Uh, I think about the scapegoat in Leviticus. Day of Atonement, the high priest uh, confesses the sins of the nation over that, that scapegoat and releases him uh, into the wild. As far as the east uh, is removed from the west, so hath God removed our sins from us by Christ. Uh, the brazen serpent, so many pictures, so many pictures, so many pictures. Uh, the brazen serpent uh, in numbers, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I think about the cleansing of the leper, uh, the offering from, for, uh, after, uh, the cleansing of the, lever, uh, uh, the leper. It's two birds. Uh, the first bird's killed in an earthen vessel. It's blood spilt uh, in that earthen vessel that also has cedar wood, wood of the cross, uh, also has scarlet, of course, that robe, uh, it also has hyssop like the Passover lamb. Uh, and then the living bird uh, is placed in that blood and released. It's the death, burial, and resurrection uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. So many pictures pointing us to him. Uh, I think about Abraham walking Isaac to Mount Moriah. And uh, Isaac says rightfully, uh, behold, uh, uh, the wood and, and the fire. But, but, but dad, where's the lamb? Uh, remember when Abraham said, God will provide himself. God will provide himself a lamb. He will be that lamb. And of course, John the Baptist back-referenced that when he saw Christ saying, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Pictures. Pictures. It's an autobiography about the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think probably one of my favorite pictures isn't even in the Old Testament, uh, it's tucked away in the New Testament, the book of Philemon. Uh, let's look at it. Uh, there, after uh, Titus and Timothy's and before Hebrews, uh, we have Philemon. Look at verse 1. Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ and Timothy, our brother, unto Philemon. Paul, writing to Philemon while he's in prison. Uh, look at verse number 10. I, I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds. And so there's three main characters in this story. Uh, it's Paul writing to Philemon uh, about Onesimus. Three people. Paul, Philemon, uh, Onesimus. Uh, Paul said, I've led him to the Lord when I was in prison. Uh, I was in prison for preaching the gospel. Uh, Paul, much of his life was like that. Uh, and of course, Onesimus was because he stole. He was uh, on the run. Uh, he was uh, in prison there uh, with Paul. And Paul led him to the Lord. Uh, and then Paul, uh, as Onesimus is released, sends a letter with him to Philemon 10. I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, 
whom I have begotten in my bonds. He has been saved. Uh, he came to Christ. He's been born again. He's a Christian now, which in time past was to the unprofitable. He used to work for you, but now profitable to thee and to me, whom I have said again, thou therefore receive him. Say those words, receive him, that is, mine own bowels, whom I would have retained with me that uh, in thy stead he might have ministered unto me in the bonds of the gospel, but without thy mind would I do nothing, and that thy benefit should not be as it were of necessity, but willingly, for perhaps he therefore departed from, uh, from you for a season, that thou shouldest, here it is again, receive him forever. Fifth, uh, Twelve, receive him. Fifteen, receive him forever. Not now as a servant, but above a servant. A brother beloved, especially to me, but how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If thou count me therefore a partner, here it is again, receive him as myself. Receive him, verse 12. Receive him forever, verse 15. Receive him as though he were me, verse 17. If he have wronged thee or oweth thee aught, put that on my account. I, Paul, have written it with my own hand. I will repay it. And this picture shows us grace. This picture portrays God's grace for us. You say, Pastor, where do you get that? Look at the last verse. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Now, practically, if you look at it just practically, there's value in it. All of us will be all of these at one time or another, Philemon, who was wronged, Onesimus, who did the wrong, and Paul, who's trying to reconcile the wronged. Uh, uh, Philemon, uh, who needed to show grace, forgiveness. Uh, Onesimus, who needed grace, forgiveness. Uh, and then Paul, who's trying to reconcile uh, those uh, parts of, uh, of grace and that forgiveness. And just keep in mind, uh, Onesimus, for a time, worked for Philemon. He quit on him, walked from him, stole, stole from him, ended up in prison. Paul led him to the Lord, sending him back there uh, after his salvation. Put down number one, if you will. Notice first that current relation, that current relation between Onesimus uh, and Philemon. Verse 16, uh, receive him, receive him, not now as a servant. Put it down, number one, he was a former servant. He worked for Philemon. Uh, he was an employee of Philemon. Uh, he wasn't family. He wasn't a, a friend. He was just a servant to uh, Philemon. And number two, he was an unprofitable servant. Write it down. Uh, not just an employee, but an unprofitable uh, employee. Not just a servant, but an uh, unprofitable servant. 14, which in time past was to thee unprofitable. Uh, and so their current relation, get the tension, uh, get the distance that they would have had. Uh, yes, he used to work for you, and uh, yes, if you check his track record, he was uh, unprofitable. He was a lazy scoundrel, uh, and he walked off the job. Number three, he was a quitter. Verse 15, the last part, he therefore departed for a season, a lazy, good-for-nothing, low-down scoundrel uh, of a uh, former employee. And uh, Paul's telling Philemon, bring him back, bring him back, receive him back. Uh, but don't miss that current uh, relation. Uh, and add on top of that, he was a felon. Uh, look at verse number 10. 
I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds. Uh, a f- unprofitable former employee that walked off the job. Uh, now, after having served time, uh, what did he serve time for? Uh, number uh, last, he was a thief. He was a thief. Eight, 18 uh, references this when it says, uh, uh, Philemon, if he owes you anything. I know he owes you something. I know that he stole from you if he owes you anything. And so he served time for stealing from his boss, Philemon. Hey, that's the problem. And by the way, if you want to put yourself in in his shoes, Onesimus, that's who we are to the Lord. We're his creation, an unprofitable creation. An unprofitable creation that walked off the job. Uh, that, that our felonious behavior, we stole from the Lord our time, our talent, uh, our, our, our ability. Uh, uh, it's my life. It's my life. No, it really isn't your life. Uh, and so that, that problem, that was their current uh, relation. But then notice the request, the request, the request. Receive him. Receive him. Uh, receive him, verse 12. Uh, receive him forever, verse uh, uh, 15. Uh, receive him uh, as if he were me, uh, verse number 17. And by the way, if all you're doing is looking at this practically, that's the baseline for our Christian behavior. Uh, I'm going to need to receive you at times. You're going to need to receive me at times. Uh, I'm going to need to give grace to you at times. You're going to need to give grace to me at times. Hey, it's the foundation of Christian fellowship that grace and forgiveness. And by the way, though, this is an extreme example of a boss who has a former employee um, that, that, okay, I'm supposed to hire this guy back. Let me check his, his track record, his job history. Was he a good worker or a bad worker? Bad. Uh, was he profitable or unprofitable to the company? Unprofitable. Uh, was he a hard worker or was he lazy? Uh, lazy. Uh, and, and so, uh, not just that, that extreme example, uh, but Paul goes on to say in Romans 14, him that is weak in the faith receive ye, uh, not just those who have wounded you in the past, but those who are weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations, for God hath received him. Uh, Romans 15, wherefore receive ye one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. And so those that are weak in the faith, why they need grace. We need to give grace. Uh, and not just those that are weak in the faith, uh, the women in the work. Uh, Romans chapter 16, I commend unto you Phoebe, that's just a great name, our sister, uh, which is a servant of the church, which is at Sincrea, uh, that ye receive her in the Lord as it become a saint. That's what Christians do. Uh, and now, uh, it's not just those that are weak in the faith. It's not just women of the work. Uh, those that have wounded you in the past, verse 12, receive him. Verse 15, receive him forever. Uh, verse 17, receive him as though he were me. Boy, if you and I were Philemon, I think we would at least have pause. Would you agree? Uh, and we've had uh, former uh, uh, staff members, former uh, employees that we've hired back. Uh, there's some that we would never want to hire back. But anyway, uh, and so here Philemon, uh, if you've run a business, 
If you run a company, you know what I'm talking about. There's some that uh, benefited, that, that blast, that were incredibly productive. Yes, of course, uh, but that's not Onesimus. Uh, Onesimus was a, uh, an unprofitable former servant. He walked off the job, and while he was walking off the job, he stole from the cash register. Uh, he served time because of that. Hey, hey Paul, Paul, uh, this isn't just about losing money. He stole from me. Well, it's personal. Uh, it's more than that. Uh, and now, Paul, you want me to bring him back as a servant? Paul would say, no, you, you, you misunderstood. Uh, I don't want you to bring him back as a servant. Uh, I want you to bring him back as a son. Look at 15. That thou shouldest receive him forever, 16, not now as a servant not now as a servant but above a servant a brother beloved boy the picture is perfect because Onesimus boy I'm worse than that I'm worse than that he's painting that picture of a strained relationship and the Bible says we were at enmity with God. We were enemies uh, of God before salvation. Boy, I'm Onesimus, a creation of God, unprofitable. I walked off the job. I stole from God uh, my time, my talent, my life. Uh, but but uh, put down number two, the incredible reception. The incredible reception. We have uh, the current relation, the current relation, a unprofitable former uh, employee who walked off the job stole money on his way out uh, and now paul's saying to philemon would you bring him back uh, as a brother bring him back uh, as family not as an employee but as a member of your family that incredible reception uh, look first he received him or paul's telling him to receive him lovingly lovingly 16 again not now as a servant but above a servant a brother beloved not as a servant but as a son not as an employee but as family i want you to bring him back closer to you than he's ever been uh, bring him back lovingly number two bring him back respectfully respectfully look at 17 if thou count me therefore a partner receive him as myself but can you imagine the respect that philemon had for paul he mentions that in verse 1 through 9, that relationship, uh, that status that Paul had with Philemon, uh, and Paul's invoking that. Don't bring him back as Onesimus. Bring him back as if he were me. Is anyone seeing salvation in this? But don't bring him back as, as, uh, based on what he did and how he lived and what he was to you, but bring him back based on what I am to you respectfully treat him as though he were me thirdly receive him unconditionally unconditionally and of course at verse 18 if he hath wronged thee or oweth thee aught anything whatever he owes you i know he owes you he served time from stealing because he stole from you he served time i know he owes you but if he owes you anything aught, put that on my account I, Paul, have written it with my own hand. I will repay it. And again, well, you can't help but see salvation. He that knew no sin was made to be sin, was made to be sin for us that we might be the righteousness of God in him. Well, he took our sin 
and was treated by the Father as such, dying on a cross, separation, uh, that, that damnation poured upon him, uh, so that by faith uh, we could have his record on us, the righteousness of God, the righteousness of God. Uh, and now God the Father, if you're saved, treats us as such. Receive him unconditionally. Uh, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. But the Lord hath laid on him, on him, Christ, the iniquity of us all. Can you imagine all the sins in this room? Uh, take some time. But anyway, uh, all the sins, start with me. And, and uh, 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 The Bible says that the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Uh, and then in, in, in John it says, he's a propitiation for our sins, but not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Boy, it was unconditional. Unconditional. God brings us back lovingly. God brings us back respectfully. God brings us back unconditionally. Number four, write it down. Receive him permanently. Permanently. Verse 15. For perhaps he therefore departed for a season that thou shouldest receive him forever. Forever. Eternal life begins the moment you trust Christ. Eternal life begins the moment that you place your faith and receive Christ as your Savior. Number next, receive him willingly. Verse 14, not out of necessity, but willingly. Not out of necessity, not reluctantly, but willingly. Next, receive him completely. Again, we don't have to imagine much before we realize for Philemon to bring Onesimus back, it's only by the grace of Philemon. It's only by the grace of Philemon. For God to bring us back, it's only by the grace of God. We understand, right, that this story pictures that. Pictures. I, I get practically. Practically, yes, we should forgive and uh, yes, we should be forgiven each other, and relationships need that grace. But if that's all you're getting out of this passage, you're missing the main point. The main point is how much worse were we than, than he, and how much greater is God than him? Onesimus was here, Philemon was here, receive him back, receive him back. But God is infinitely higher than that, and we were infinitely more sinful than that. Thank God for his grace. Thank God that though we were a creation that was unprofitable, that quit, that stole from God, God wants to bring us back lovingly and, and unconditionally and permanently and respectfully and willingly and, uh, and completely. Uh, I hope you're not just feeling a prod to forgive someone else. Uh, I hope you're seeing an exaltation of the grace and forgiveness that God's given to us. 12, receive him. 15, receive him forever. 17, if thou count me therefore a partner, receive him as myself. Uh, here's the mistake most make. Uh, most of us will read this and say, okay, I'll try to be more forgiving. Okay, uh, yes, they should forgive me quicker and uh, in a greater way and uh, this way, this way. We need forgiveness this way. Uh, and we miss the magnification of God's forgiveness to us this way. Well, he's infinitely uh, greater than Philemon. 
We're infinitely more sinful than Onesimus. Our text isn't pushing us just to forgive each other. And yes, that may be a byproduct. Yes, that may be a response to that. But if we're missing the main point of the message, if we're missing the main point of the passage, it's a picture that should be highlighting, that should be elevating God's grace and God's mercy for us. Well, if you're hearing the sermon, yeah, pastor told me I need to forgive. Pastor told you you need to forgive. Well, you're missing what I'm telling you. (laughs) What I'm telling you is God's grace and God's... And by the way, uh, again, uh, if you can't feel where Philemon is in this relationship, uh, you've never run a business, owned a business, you've never had to head up and manage. But those who have are thinking... There's no way I'd hire this guy back. There's no way I'm going to give him another chance. Okay, good. That's good. I hope the best for him and go do it somewhere else. But listen, Paul is saying don't even hire him back. Don't even bring him back in the status that he was. Bring him back as family, as a brother beloved, as a son. But let's focus where the scripture focuses. It's The Bible is an autobiography of the love of God for us. Uh, And as we revel in that, uh, as we bask in that, I was Onesimus. Well, I'm the one that did that to you, and uh, I was far worse than that to you, and uh, God, you poured out so much grace on me. Well, as we revel in that and we bask in that, Uh, It's going to be a supernaturally natural response to share that grace and share that forgiveness with each other. Is anybody with me on this? Well, let's make sure we focus on the the main thing, the right thing. By the way, those three verses that I quoted, Romans 14, 1, uh, Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye. Receive ye not to doubtful disputations. Romans 15, 7. Receive ye one another as Christ also received us of the glory of God. Uh, Romans 16, 2. Uh, receive Phoebe. Receive Phoebe in the Lord as become a saint. Boy, those three prods to receive, to receive grace, forgive, are only after 13 chapters of God's grace. Uh, Romans chapter 1, 2, and 3. I realize, hey, I'm Onesimus. I'm Onesimus. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, We're infinitely worse than he ever was, uh, Onesimus. And then uh, after that, we see that that there's a Paul. There's a Paul, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, uh, who the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus Christ is the one reconciling us. Well, it's his grace. Uh, It's his grace. Uh, And it's not until uh, Romans 10, uh, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so uh, we get that whole picture of grace before God ever says, and and, oh yeah, by the way, him that is weak in the faith, you need to receive also. Uh, Receive one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Uh, Put down point number three. Point number three. Practically, if all you hear is, you need to forgive, I need to forgive, uh, it'd be beneficial, uh, but it's infinitely bigger than that. Uh, It's Philemon, God the Father, uh, Onesimus, man the sinner, 
And Paul, Jesus Christ, the mediator. Put down number three, the spiritual reason. Uh, On what basis would Philemon forgive, show grace, receive Onesimus back? On what basis? Uh, And put down first, it's on the basis of Paul's request. It's on the basis of Paul's request. It's not on the basis of Onesimus' request. Uh, It's on the basis of Paul's request. By the way, I do think we're guilty at times of overemphasizing our request to God. Lord, save me. And it's part of it. I get that. We receive Christ. We place our faith in Christ. I I get that. Uh, But the biggest part of the request uh, is when the Lord Jesus Christ is saying, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. There's one God uh, and man. Uh, There's there's, uh, one mediator. There's there's one God. And one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Well, he's Paul saying, forgive them. Show grace to them. Uh, I think about Hebrews 7. Wherefore, he's able to save them, save them, to save them, to the uttermost, to them that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for us. Can anybody see how... Uh, Paul represents Christ. Christ. Paul saying, Philemon, forgive them. Christ. Christ. Ever living to make intercession for us. Christ. One mediator between God and man. Uh, and our salvation isn't primarily based on our request. Uh, our salvation primarily is based on Christ's request. Number two, Paul's riches. Uh, Paul, on what basis do you want me to forgive this Low down, good for nothing, unprofitable. Uh, this 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 past employee that ripped me off on his way out of town. Uh, it's on my request, Paul would say. It's based on my riches, Paul would say. Look at verse eighteen. If he hath wronged thee, or oweth thee aught, put that on my account. I, Paul, have written it with my own hand. I will repay it. Our salvation, that reconciliation, is not based on our request, but Christ's. Not based on our riches, but Christ's. For you know the grace of God that though he were rich, yet for your sake became poor, uh, that ye that, that ye might be rich. Wait, Paul's request, Paul's riches, Christ's requests. Christ's riches. It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, which we have done, but according to his mercy, his mercy, he saved us. Our relationship with God isn't based on our record, but Christ's. It's not based on our righteousness, but Christ's. It's not based on our standing and our good works, but it's based upon his. Paul said, and to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Paul's request, not primarily Onesimus's. Paul's riches, not primarily Onesimus's. And again, last week we saw that acrostic. God's riches and righteousness at Christ's expense. Grace. God's riches and righteousness at Christ's expense. I don't know if we have 1 Timothy chapter 2 for the screens, but listen closely. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved, to become Christians, to be forgiven, 
who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator. That's, that's Christ's request. Christ's request. Paul's request between God and man. Uh, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all. That's Christ's riches. That's Christ's riches. And put down letter C. Uh, lastly, Paul's reputation. Paul's reputation. Look at verse number 19. I, Paul, have written uh, it with my own hand. Uh, I will repay it, albeit uh, I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me thine own self besides. I've said it time and time again that when someone strays and someone starts turning their back on their walk with God, their relationship with God, Maybe that pulse, that vital sign, talked about it with giving, uh, Bible reading, prayer, that pulse, that vital sign, there's something going on with their heart, that heart. But my problem isn't that I don't love God enough. My problem is I don't realize how much God loves me. Because when I realize how much God loves me, we love Him because He first loved us. I'm Onesimus. By the way, you're Onesimus. <laughs> and I think one of our problems, uh, one of the hindrances of some coming to Christ and, uh, and uh, kneeling and opening their heart and receiving Him for salvation is they think they're good enough. They think they're not that bad. They think their good works can outweigh their bad works. They think that they can uh, work their way up to heaven. But the thing we need to realize is we've all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. None. All our righteousness uh, is as filthy rags. All we like sheep have gone astray. Uh, until we realize we're Onesimus, uh, we're not going to call out on the, the grace and the forgiveness uh, and that reconciliation, Paul, Philemon, Paul, Philemon. Boy, we're not going to realize we need to be saved. Uh, we're not going to realize that we need to trust Christ alone for our salvation. I'm worse than Onesimus. By the way, God's grace is infinitely greater than Philemon's. God wanting us back? God sending His Son to die on the cross to bring us back? Uh, God, uh, the, the song, uh, the love of God's coming after, running after me. He's running after me. He's running after me. And you may sit, be sitting here just kind of, um, uh, I want to uh, get church done with and then I'm going to enjoy my day. And someone invited me, I'm putting in my time. And uh, oh yeah, this is part of my religious schedule that I do. But uh, you've never personally taken the time to realize that without Jesus Christ, none of us have hope. Christ in you, the hope, the hope of heaven, of glory. He is our hope. He is our salvation. Uh, he is our lamb that takes away the sin of the world that was sacrificed for all of us. But it's not about putting your faith in anything other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I sure hope that you don't hear the sermon saying, Pete, you need to forgive Mark, or Mark, you need to forgive Pete. Okay, that's not what this ser sermon is primarily about, though you really, anyway, it's not what it's primarily about. What it's primarily about is, and this extreme example of Philemon, who would never want to, to forgive and show grace to Onesimus, 
Boy, it's a picture pointing us to how great God's grace is for us. It is amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch, a wretch like me. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.